With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Sadie and Shane's Super Happy Fun Time Spring Fling, brought to you by Baltic Effect, featuring your hosts, me, Sadie, and that guy, Shane. I don't know if anything is ever really featuring me, but thank you. And introducing Shane. Because <laughs> it's your first thing, but it's not your first thing, so no, that nope. doesn't work. That doesn't work. It's okay. Dateline Hollywood. <laughs> Man, that was a great intro to a great episode, I thought. It was. It was not my favorite episode. I liked the really? last one. Oh, okay. I liked the last one better, but um, I liked it, and um, I want to, you know, I've been telling you I'm adding things to my uh, lexicon of things I say that I'm going to motor to the pictures. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm just going to start saying, like, Dateline, just because. <laughs> nice. Just, yeah. Dateline this morning. Milo is not getting up, because that's Can how... I nitpick a second? Okay. You know, Dateline, I think, is the... Uh, even though it says date in it, it's the location, right? Like it's a Dateline Hollywood or yeah, Dateline Chicago. You said Dateline this morning. Oh, okay, all right. So Dateline, Milo's bedroom. <laughs> He's not getting up. That's not newsworthy. It's. I've met that boy. He is impossible to wake up. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> Every single morning, and he goes two more minutes, and then you set a timer for two more minutes, and he gets up about seventeen, eighteen minutes later. <laughs> and then he takes about 20 minutes to put on some pants and give him a bowl of cereal. Got another 40 minutes in front of you. So, yeah. showers. Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> the other night, and that's um, when you don't have, you know, out-of-towners blocking your bathroom. Exactly. So, yeah, the other night, uh, Jeff was coming over, and he was like, got to take a shower. And he was at my house in, like, seemed like four minutes. <laughs> I'm like, wow. no, because, yeah, Milo takes... It literally takes him 40 minutes to take a shower. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. So you liked this episode? I liked it a lot. Well, you know, I, I watch the Oscars every year. I, I, I like, you know, seeing that stuff. So it was cool to see the old-timey Oscars. Also, I had mentioned before that I knew that Joan did something. Yeah. Right, what she did. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That was... This was her best, and I, I say best, I mean worst as a human being, but this was her best, like, uh, plan as far as something working out. Yeah, well, I think it was It went the way she wanted. It was Hedda's plan. Okay, yeah, but this was, like, between Joan and Betty, this was Joan's, you know, moment to shine. Yes. I loved um, when they announced the winner, and they did that, like, weird kind of, like, sucking in noise, and then it seemed like <laughs> Betty didn't breathe for a few minutes, and then finally was like... <gasps> That's yeah. That was also oh. before this episode. I would have said that Betty didn't care that much, but then when she had that scene when she's talking to her two Oscars, she already has. You know, it's like oh yeah, she cares. Yeah, gonna bring you home a little brother tonight. Yep. 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 Um, so Olivia de Havilland finally figured yeah. out who she is. I do know who she is because she oh, plays. Okay. Um, yeah, she plays Melanie Wilkes in um, in Gone with the Wind. Oh, okay. So, yeah, finally figured that out. <laughs> so, like, I knew I knew the name, and I love Gone with the Wind. Is it's... Melanie the the uh, the villain? Well, no, she is literally the nicest person you could ever hope to meet. But oh, she, okay. but she marries um, the guy that um, Scarlet wants. So the rat. Uh, yeah. Yes, and okay. then I know yes. that much. No, no, no. Wait. So wait, Melanie. No, Me- Melanie marries Ashley. Oh. Yes, yes. Ashley and Ashley is a man. I didn't think Melanie's and Ashley's could get married in the Civil War days. Yeah, Ashley's a man. Oh, <laughs> it's one okay. of those names. I thought it was one of those things where, you know, the South had broken away and we had to start our whole new country again, and maybe they forgot to make that illegal. Yep, no, no. <laughs> and Ashley's a black no, trust man. Trust me, the South would never forget to make that illegal. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um, uh, this episode was written and directed by Ryan Murphy, which seemed like 
cool because every episode so far, is, I think, has been directed by a woman. But this one, he okay. just decided to helm himself because it's like I think the midpoint. And I looked on IMDb. And I, I think guess this was the episode he wanted to do. You know, yeah. Like, I, I think Ryan Murphy, from what I know of him from his work, you know, covering the 1960-whatever Oscars probably yeah. was something he wanted to do. True. True that. Um, and I looked it up on IMDb. I think there's nine episodes, so this was the exact midpoint. Okay. I thought there were eight. Wait, what? This... Oh, okay. I was trying to do the math, so I guess like halfway through this episode was the exact midpoint. Well, yeah, so there's four and four, and this is the middle. So Yeah. But I thought there were eight episodes, but... Okay. Yeah. Um, nine I liked... is a weird number. I liked Betty saying, it's an honor just to be nominated... Again. Mm-hmm. Again. Yes. Um, Hepburn has had nine nominations, though, but apparently, uh, yeah, what's her name? Betty Davis had had ten. And then Hedda said, I liked how... Don't look Sorry. at it as three wins, look at it, her, her tenth nomination and eight loses. Or eight losses. Yeah. Dude, really? God. I like how <laughs> they cast people to play everybody that was there except for Catherine Hepburn, and you just get the sight gag of her, her mansion with the keep out signs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we finally get Sarah Paulson. Yes, and obviously, you know, Sarah Paulson, it's a Ryan Murphy project, you know, Sarah Paulson's going to be in there somewhere. And she did a great job, I thought. She had to convey some, uh, a good range of emotions there, I think. She did. Like, Um, oh my god, Joan Crawford is calling me, and that is good. And then, oh my god, Joan Crawford doesn't want me to go to the Oscars because she just wants to take my place. And then, well... They need to see what they've done to her. Yes, I loved that. I loved all of that. Um, so my friend James Dixon, um, he never writes in. He might listen. Um, so James, geez. Um, but he, on Facebook, said that he didn't like her performance. And I don't know why, because I've never seen Geraldine Page do anything. So um, there's that. And then some friend of his said, yeah, she really phoned it in. See what I did there? Because she was, <laughs> her entire uh-huh. was just uh-huh. out of the phone. <clears throat> But um, <clears throat> but um, yeah. So at first, yeah, when I was watching it with Chris, I was like, "Why is she doing that?" But I guess she just really was feeling for her and was like, "You know, yeah, let this chick go on the stage and make an acceptance speech if it happens." And oh my god, that she did it! And oh my god, and then she goes back and gets your picture taken with all those people like she won. She's standing there mm-hmm. like she won an Oscar. Oh, and she she pulls everybody in. And on the one hand, you could see where you could you could manipulate it into she was saying, "Look, these are the winners." But what she was really saying was, "Hey, all of us, these are the winners." You know? Uh-huh. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Totally. Okay. Um, do you know who Patty Duke is? The the girl. Patty seven- Duke of the Patty Duke Show. That is literally all I know. Okay, so she became Patty Duke Aston. So she mm. was married to John Aston, who plays Gomez Adams on the Adams Family. Wait, the TV show. Yes. Because that was Raul Julia in the movie. Yes, the TV okay. show. Yes, <laughs> and also, yeah, that would have been a very strange age range. Um, if, yeah. if we're talking about real Julia, but um, so I looked it up today. Um, she, um, so her son is Sean Aston from Goonies. What? Yeah. The more you know. Thing. So, um, but wait, there's something else. Oh, it was but thought. Wait, there's more. It was thought that uh, Sean, who became Aston later, it was thought that his father was Desi Arnaz Jr. Apparently, it wasn't. And then, I don't know who it was. I wrote it down. No, I didn't. But then she married um, John Aston, who officially adopted Sean Aston, and that's how his name became Sean Aston. But, yeah, she was Patty Duke Aston later in her life. Wasn't the Patty Duke show the one that they were identical cousins? Oh, maybe? identical cousins. Yeah. Wow. And it it doesn't make sense genetically because (laughs) the thing the show did was like, oh, their dads were twins, and so they had daughters that looked exactly like... No, that's not how that works. That's not a thing. (laughs) Not a thing. It's like on... um, 1950s, learn your DNA, come on. The first season of uh, American Horror Story, super fundicular something something, which is where a woman gets pregnant by two different men. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, Tate. And a ghost, also. I think it has to be... She could have done that if she had two uteri. It has to be um, a human and a ghost, I think. Is, oh. It has to be that. A no, human and a ghost. Really, not really. That's not really a thing. Okay. Oh, my God. Dog. Shut up. <laughs> <sighs> my dog is... Oh, Hoagie. Oh, he's a barky Joe. 
Um, the woman who played Anne Bancroft, I'd never seen her or heard of her before. Her name is Sorinda Swan, but she was lovely. It's a great name. And she's lovely. So, yeah, I should see her in more things. Um, Sorinda Swan. I know, right? Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and her neck makeup. I didn't notice that. You didn't? I don't look at necks that often. So, yeah, in the stuff in 1978, she's totally got, you know, an old lady neck. But then when they bring her back to 1963, that's all gone, and she looks like Catherine Zeta-Jones again. Okay. With her normal not-old-lady neck. That's what 15 years can do. It's true. Um, I think that uh, Olivia de Havilland, though, still looks too young for 1978 if she was in Gone with the Wind in 1930-fucking-9. That's 50 years, and say she was a teenager, to be generous. Say she was 25. Say she was 20... And that's 70. Wait, so 39 to 78 is... That's only 40 years. Oh, I was years. rounding. 40 years. Okay. But still, I think she looks, yeah, pretty much too okay. much like CZJ. So. And um, also, Olivia de Havilland is also in Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte with um, Betty Davis later on, which is also okay. directed by Aldrich, I think. So that might be coming up. Okay. In new things. So, yeah. Yay. So you were all, I, I like that you were surprised. I didn't know what the thing was either. I knew that she ah. was on the stage and I felt like she, I thought originally that Betty won, but somehow wasn't there and she, yeah, took the yeah. thing, but, but no. I um, wonder whether Joan ever gave that to, was it Bancroft that won? Yeah, I know, right? She took it home. <laughs> and her whole well, thing was... Well, of course was... she took it home because Bancroft's on the other side of the country. You're supposed to, you know, take care of it, I guess, until you can get it to her. But, you know, I wonder, I could picture her not doing that and just being like, oh, uh, yeah, that's the other Oscar that I have. Was Bancroft on the other side of the country? In the play? Oh, uh, I assumed it was Broadway. I don't know. I guess so, yeah. I didn't... Actually... Didn't she say something about you came all this way or something? Yeah, maybe. That's true. That's a good point. Because I know the other one was in in her one bedroom in New York. God, Joan. (laughs) Really, Joan? God. Oh. What the fuck is wrong with that woman? Oh, you know what? She was right, though, about Patty Duke. You should not bring your dog to the Oscars. (laughs) Yeah, because what are you, Paris Hilton? Yeah. Come on. Mm Mm-hmm. I was at um, that place that you went and watched the game today. Okay, yeah. And this person brought in their little puppy who looked exactly like Hogarth when he was a puppy. It was so funny. Oh. And even the same little collar, but this dog was a Pomeranian Chihuahua, but looked oh, okay. exactly like my dog, who is a, a, cor- a Corgi Dachshund. So, funny. Um, let's see. Joan Crawford is... Oh, Joan Crawford is heading this way, and she's not this slowing down. Like one of those things where Google finishes it. Yes. I love that line. That, that was, was amazing. Great. Yeah, and she's not slowing um, down. <laughs> I liked the army of people showing up to get her ready and Mamacita directing everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Yep. Um, and her uh, face mask that she holds up to her face while they're powdering her hair. Yeah, it's exactly like in, um, I think, Amadeus, they use those. You like Yeah, you put that little thing on. And maybe in um, that movie with Kirsten Dunst about the Queen... Oh, Marie Antoinette. Yes, that's the thing. I wonder whether, you know, it didn't seem... I know this is what actually happened in real life, but it surprised me that Joan would go silver everything because she obviously dyes her hair black. And to color it silver, I I thought she would be too fragile to to do that. You know, her ego would be too fragile to make her hair look gray. It makes it look gray. Yep, totally. Like, dude, you're in black and white. (laughs) So (laughs) that's, yeah, that's... What's happening there? Um, PricewaterhouseCoopers, by the way, who does all of the like secrecy and everything for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, not those two people anymore. My friend Mona works there, so oh, boom, yeah, well, it's pretty. Maybe cool. she'll get to do that next year since those two people <laughs> got fired. Yes, because they're not like thousands and thousands of people who work <laughs> for Pricewaterhouse. Um, I liked uh, Joan Crawford's demands for even like presenting. It's like you know, send me a car and you'll do this. Well, we don't usually do that for presenters. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. You will do that for She me. had no response to that other than you're going <laughs> to. Exactly. I have no response to that. Um, oh, so. Don't understand I w- the question and I won't respond to it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was saying last week that I didn't have a frame of reference for Betty Davis and Susan Sarandon's acting. But I am most of the way through All About Eve now. Um, and she definitely has the mannerisms down. 
um, yeah. and the face makeup taking off thing down. But the voice, no one can do John, um, Betty Davis's voice. Just hmm. I don't think anyone can do it because it's a crazy how voice. Do, how do Susan Sarandon's eyes compare? Really close. Does she have Betty Davis eyes? Yeah, she does. In a I jar don't... in her fridge. I don't think anyone else could have done it. I really don't, because no one else has those big, weird-ass eyes. <laughs> Question. And that's what it would be these days, it'd be, look at Betty Davis's big, weird-ass eyes. Well, it's sort of like a, like Steve Buscemi. He's just sort of funny-looking. Oh, like, yeah. Well, can you explain how... Doesn't mean he's no. not a good actor. No, he's just he's just sort of funny-looking. Yeah. You sound like Fargo. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Speaking of Fargo... <clears throat> Let's take a moment to talk about what's happening in the next, like, week and a half. Oh, I figured you'd want to finish this first. But no, no, let's, we can we can do what we okay. want. It's our show, Shane. Okay. okay, okay. What are you excited about in the next week and a half, Shane? I bet you can guess. Um, well, two things. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me and we'll no, see if I'm, I'm right. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, you know, we've had this conversation a hundred million times. Fargo's my favorite show on TV right now. I'm really excited for the new season of Fargo. And? And uh, you're really excited no, for... No, the thing that you're taking a day off of work for. Oh, well, I mention it every week, but New Mystery Science Theater is a week Eep. from tomorrow as we record this. Eep. I know. And there's been a million think pieces online, and there's been interviews with the cast and everything. And, you know, first time in 20 years that there's going to be a new episode of this show that I used to record on VHS tapes when I was in high school. I have a bunch of them on VHS, too. <laughs> and, like, a bunch of Powerpuff Girls... All the X-Files. I have like a whole bin full of X-Files tapes. All of these properties that came back within the last five years. It's true. Um, so, yeah. So, MST is what? The 12th? The 14th. 14th. And mm-hmm. Leftovers, the 16th. Yep. And then Fargo, the 19th. So, yep. that is back to back to back. Fortunately, we have... we're only podcasting about two of those shows. We're not going to talk about MST, like at all. Well, we can, like in the What Are We Enjoying This Week segment, but I don't yes. want to subject our listeners to, you know, uh, having to hear about 1,400 shows every week. That's true. Okay. There's a lot that I watch that I don't talk about on the podcast. It's true. Okay. But you, you can say... Talk, do you want to talk about Supernatural, Sadie? We can talk about Supernatural. I don't, because, no, okay. I don't I don't. I, don't I could cover that. The Amazing Race if I wanted to. <laughs> you could. You could just, like, get on Skype, record shit, send it to me, and I'll just throw it out there. Um, but The Leftovers, people, if you haven't um, watched the preview things for The Leftovers, oh my god, they're incredible, they're so weird. Now, would you agree with me, Sadie, that The Leftovers is one show that you should not watch unless you start from the beginning? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I think it's it's difficult enough to understand some of it when you have watched all of it. But I think if you were – don't try to just start with season three, guys. No, 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 no. I, yeah, I, I think that the people who listen to us know that, yeah, it's a thing. And I'm just so excited. So Milo and I were watching Now You See Me 2 the other day on HBO Go and had a preview for Leftovers before it. And Milo yeah. was like – why is that lady saying all kinds oh of grim stuff? You know, I'm like, because it's leftovers. Because hey, they're both about people who disappear. <gasps> yeah, we had I a sick... Now you see me too, because I like the first one, but it wasn't, like, I didn't think it needed a sequel. I, I love both of them. Okay, good. I think what's cool is... I was fir- hoping it was good, but I just, it felt, you know how you sometimes feel like, that. why, why are you making this? Come on, this is not really necessary. The second one loses that girl who I don't know who she is and now we've got oh. Lizzie Kaplan so psh, okay. boom um, we saw Now You See Me 2 in the theater opening day that's how much Milo loves the first one cool <laughs> so yeah we had a sick day on Tuesday and I had a free rental from T-Mobile so I'm like let's watch that and then as soon as it ended I jumped over to HBO Go started the second one and Milo's like I don't really want to watch that right now or maybe I do. <laughs> so finished the whole thing, and he was like, I love that the bad guys are just like, those guys are, oh, my God, they really, really got it to them. I'm like, yeah, they did. It was awesome. Nice. That, we did not leave the couch on Tuesday. <laughs> I have had many a Tuesday like that. Mm-hmm. But, no, the second one's really good. So what I was going to say, the first one has some, like, sexy time stuff in it, which made mm-hmm. Milo a little uncomfortable. The second one, I think, realized 12-year-old boys love this movie. So let's dump all of that. No sexy time stuff. And yeah, the second one is, it's really fun. And Michael Caine is back. And also uh, Daniel Radcliffe and everyone's back. Oh, okay. 
I love. I forgot Daniel Radcliffe was in the first one. No, he's not in the first one. Oh, okay, good. Then he's, I didn't forget. Yes, he's in the second one. I love okay. love those movies. I've seen them both like a million fucking times. Trent told me about them, and I was like, all right, oh, done. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, <laughs> question. Yeah. Um, Hedda says there are 655 people in your peer group in the academy. Yes. What does what does that mean? Uh, at the Academy Awards, when they award the the best uh, actress award, for example, mm-hmm. that's only voted on by actors. Oh. Uh, directors don't vote on that. Producers don't vote on that. Best director category is only voted on by directors. So you're voted oh. on by your peers, theoretically. Interesting. So okay. Saying, 600 people in her peer group means 600 actors who vote in the Academy Awards. In- Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Look at that. I asked you a question. You knew the fucking answer. And then <laughs> she's like, wait, are, you, are we going to lobby these people? And, like, and then something about rainbows and moons. Which is totally moon what beams. happens every year now, by really? the way. Really? Oh, yeah. Win. If you're in the Academy and you're a voting member, uh-huh. you start getting uh, DVDs to your house or uh, you get stuff in the mail. You get gifts. You get everything. They're trying huh. to say, watch my movie. Consider my movie. You know, uh-huh. They take out full-page uh, ads in the trade publications and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. But do they actually call people and are like, oh my god, she kicked her in the head. You're not Almost supposed to, but they do, yeah. But those yeah. guys totally did. And also, Hedda Harper looked amazing again this week. <laughs> now, what's the uh, the scale of one to Gardenia? How was her hat? Her hat was, that was like, because it didn't have live flowers, which sort of bugged me, <laughs> it, was, it was like an eight. That hat was a fucking eight. Okay. And I'm also loving, I don't think that Judy Davis has had any work done at all, and I love her for that, and she's one of my favorite actresses of all time, since like 1982. I, well, see, I couldn't think of anything she's been in. I remember noticing her, and I'm like, this feels like an actress that, first off, this feels like an actress that Ryan Murphy would have put in something before now. Right, and yeah. And second, she obviously has a, a great character to her face, and she has a gravitas as an actress, even playing a ridiculous role like this. So I figured, <laughs> why don't I know her? Why, why have I not seen anything with her in it? Um, so, Passage to India? Nope. Which, yeah, which is a sort of like David Lean-style epic from, like, 1982 or something. And I remember seeing it in a theater, and a theater that's a beer theater now, I remember seeing this with my parents, and it was so long that it actually had an intermission. It's like oh man, one of like two movies I've ever seen with an intermission. I think, I think Beauty and the Beast had an intermission. What saw that when I was like eight years old, the, and I remember it which great... one the like Jean, the, the Jean Cocteau or the <laughs> the Disney? No, Disney, dude. Really weird. Yeah. Oh, which love that movie. Gonna see it again this huh. weekend. Um, she's in Naked Lunch, the um, William S. Burroughs. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang had an intermission, but I didn't see that in oh, theaters because that movie is. Like nine, ten hours long? I can't tell you how long it was before they got to the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Before the car showed up. It's like 40, 50 minutes. You did tell me. Yeah, it was right around the same time before the birds show up in Birdemic, which is 47 minutes. I watched Predator for the first time (laughs) last weekend. I love Birdemic. Yeah? Well, of course. Birdemic is fucking amazing. Well, the riff tracks of it is just... The and, best. And the How Did This Get Made is also the best, because they actually have the girl <laughs> from the movie on the stage okay. with them. And she Did she realize that they were making a terrible movie while they were making it? I don't think she cared, because she, okay. she auditioned in a parking lot of, like, a high school. <laughs> and she was like, I got a job. I don't care. <laughs> oh, my. It's so and then amazing. she played a Victoria's Secret model who is not, like, the most recognizable person in the world somehow. And... and they do the photo shoot at like a one hour photo for Exactly. Yes. And then she goes to her mom's and she calls her mom and, and she poses like, with problematic Asian costumes oh too. God. Oh it's okay. Listeners, see bird demic. It's something that Jeff and I have been trying to do for like a long time now. He hasn't seen it, but Milo refuses to watch oh it again. So I'm like, let's do family movie time and he's like, I'm not watching that movie again, Mom. It's so fucking bad. Hey, like, you know you know who would not have liked Birdemic? Who? Joan Crawford. Do you know why? <laughs> um, wire hangers. Yep. Yep. In DDO. <laughs> yep. They fight them with... Yep. No wire hangers. No wire hangers ever. Um, let's see. Oh, I like also, that. Also, birds explode in that movie. They explode? So you know. They um They shoot acid somehow? <laughs> yep. They, um, like, yeah, they... 
they just sort of float in midair and don't move, yeah. sort of like a screensaver. <laughs> and I love the like hippie guy who obviously is wearing like a giant wig and like oh, in case you didn't oh, know, Shane, yes. um that that movie is um it's about environmentalism, in case you didn't oh, catch the, the subtle clues, up. the subtle clues of the movie. Like how the whole group went to go see that wonderful new it, Al Gore movie. Oh my god, that was so funny. It's so funny. And then the guy is also he's getting solar panels installed and he drives a oh, Prius. You mean solar panels. Oh, so, oh yeah, solar panels. <laughs> oh, and I lo- I love the part when when he just um he just sold his sold or made a sale for one million dollars exactly. And but while he's on the phone dollars. right before that, he says, "I'll give you a fifty percent discount." Gets off the phone. Yeah. I just made a one million dollar sale. So wait, you you could have made two two million million. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they talk about that on Rift Tracks. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Oh, oh my, god. my god! I just can't imagine. And I'm the most liberal guy in the world, but I can't imagine taking a double date to go see an inconvenient truth. Right, and and then it's the they least get, romantic movie ever made. Then they get back to her um, apartment, and she's got like a poster that's for like <laughs> like some kind of saving the whales. Oh it's, yeah, their it just friend, pounds uh, you over the, the head. The friend with the uh, weird sex scene. She has like this environmental company T-shirt and poster up. Yep. Yes, she does. Yes, and then she, she winds up dead in that environmental company's shirt and i'm like y'all did not get good product <laughs> placement oh my god it's so funny it's the best movie well that in the room like that it's a... the friend that gets killed because she goes to the bathroom well she, she no she doesn't go to the bathroom she's taking a shit yeah sorry like they literally the guy says where is peggy or whatever she's taking a shit yep and, and okay so once <laughs> they spend almost all of the movie inside before mm-hmm. the birdemic happens, after the birdemic happens, they literally never go inside another fucking building. They spend the yep. rest of the movie outside having picnics. You would think that going to the beach. Birds, you know, we have methods to not get birds into buildings. Yeah, you know, go we've in kind a building. Of perfected that. Go, go in a Unless building. Unless you're in one of those Costco's that has a ceiling all the way to Mars, and so there's a colony of birds that live there's in there. Usually, for birds the most in those. part, we can keep birds out of a building. Yep. Exactly, and and especially like an entire bird demic, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah, maybe one or two birds gets in there. You can handle that with a wire hanger or two. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so <laughs> Hepburn, um, solar panels. That she uh, that she hates those slacks. Like lose the slacks. I'm like no, Catherine Hepburn looks beautiful in slacks. Catherine Sorry. Hepburn was a badass. She you was. ever seen the movie The Aviator? I was just gonna. Yes, of course. All right, some you know great that- Catherine Hepburn scenes in there. Those golfing scenes where it looked like the color was all off, but uh, I liked her. Yeah, so who plays her? Oh, fucking my girlfriend, Kate Blanchett. That's right. Duh. Oh, okay. Duh. So, um, yeah, Trent loves that movie, and he loves um, Howard Hughes. He's a little Apparently, bit obsessed. Apparently, uh, you know who does a really good Catherine Hepburn is um, Kate Mulgrew, uh, hmm. Captain Janeway from Star Trek. She's... um. When her show ended, the next thing that she did was a one-woman show touring the country where she played Catherine Hepburn in, like, three different periods. Of I can totally see that. Mm-hmm. But, um, so we have here in Oregon, just, like, 30 miles from here, the Spruce Goose um, is actually here. Oh, the plane. Yes. And so I've been to that place and seen the plane and got a shot glass with the plane, and then I found out that Trent was obsessed with Howard Hughes and obsessed with the plane, and I sent him my shot glass, like, from my personal collection. <gasps> Shane, you and need... You have, you have yeah. an extensive personal collection of I, shot glasses. I do, but I sent to Trent my spruce goose shot glass. Sent to Trent your spruce S- goose. Sent, sent to Trent, I know. <laughs> um, oh, I want a giant purple house coat. Like what um, okay. Joan Crawford was wearing. That was you amazing. You find one. And then just sprawling on the stairs. Like, <laughs> that was a beautiful scene. Um, oh, and I wrote down Judy fucking Davis, but we've addressed that. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. Oh, what else? Oh, wait, there's one more. Um, uh, oh, she's in a Woody Allen movie called Husbands and Wives that is okay. amazing. And she's, she is, like, she's buzzing with... Um, neuroses and craziness. Like, like she's hard to watch. She like you, you can't help but be super fucking tense watching her. She's hmm. she's amazing. Um, let's see. Um, her self confidence is shot, but then she'll walk across the stage with an Oscar. Loved that. Um, oh, moldy home in Connecticut. She's gonna watch from her moldy home in Connecticut. <laughs> her house looks really cool. Yeah, man. 
Um, Geraldine Page. Then I wrote Joan fucking Crawford. That's what she said when she called. <laughs> it's Joan fucking Crawford. <laughs> yep. Um, this week's uh, fuck goes to Sarah Paulson. It's true. It's um. Well, and was that the only one? Might have been. I don't know. Might have been. But yeah, I don't notice it as much anymore. Yeah, we had uh, zero Molina this week and zero uh, Stanley Tucci this week. Yeah. And pretty no much. No time. No time. The rest of this we've talked about because we skipped forward earlier that Hollywood should see what they've done to her mm-hmm. and that. And Here's my question. You said earlier we're halfway through. What happens now? I don't know because what Olivia de Havilland said was this was like the crux of their real feud. So I don't even know how much worse it can fucking get. I don't know. I don't know the story. I think it's going to be like a Roanoke situation where next week it's suddenly a whole different premise and we're watching like a, ca- a documentary about it. <laughs> we're watching that documentary they were filming Olivia de Havilland for. That. Yes. And then people start dying. And then people start dying. And then by the end, everyone is dead. And Joan Crawford's ghost was ruling over them all. <laughs> Um, so then they had more newsreel. I loved the more newsreel at the beginning of the Oscars too. That was great. And here's so and so, and here's so and so. That was that's so. And it, I noticed that when they would announce a an actress with her husband, it was always like, "This is, uh, I don't know, this this is Joan Bancroft with her husband Charles Goodwin." But then when it was a, a male actor, it was, uh, "This is uh, Johnny Smith and Mrs. Smith." Oh, yeah. So th- that whole Mr. and Mrs. thing, which mm-hmm. always makes me crazy. Like, like I am, the yeah. woman – if the woman actress would get her full name because she was famous, but the – if you were not a, an, an actress and you were just a lady attending the thing, you were just called by your husband's name. Yep. I know. Yeah. Like, I am not Mrs. Jensen. We, we're, we're not nope. Mr. and Mrs. Jensen. Not even remotely my last name. Nope. <laughs> it's not. Um, let's see, Baby Brother, we talked about that. Oh, why isn't Betty Davis in the audience like they do now? Did they just not do that? Um, she was, I don't know. Cause yeah, I don't should... think you have to sit in the audience if you don't want to, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, most people do so that they can put the camera on you and be like... I think she was too nervous. She was backstage pacing, you know? She was pretty nervous. It's true. And ten minutes before they announced her category, she was in the green room, so she might not have even had time to get to her seat. Oh, and I think actually she was she presented something too. Maybe that's why, because I think oh, she, okay. she presented something she right before off that. Stage for a second. Yeah, they they we could hear her in the background presenting something, but we didn't actually get oh, to see it. Okay. So there was that. Um, let's see. I loved the recreation of the awards in black and white. That was awesome. Like Joan Crawford mm-hmm. up there. That was what it would have looked like if we watched it. Mm-hmm. I saw a thing online where they said that the actual uh, – from the moment she goes on stage, it's exactly word for word what actually happened. Cool. Like they, they had the footage embedded in the article. You could click on and watch the that segment of the Oscars. Nice. And then my last note is she keeps it because <laughs> what she told that other person was like, then they deliver it to you in person and it's much more intimate. But she just took it home with her. But I guess it has <laughs> yeah. to be flown out there by someone. Yeah. Have you ever seen The Miracle Worker? Uh, the play. Yeah. I've never seen the movie. I should probably see it. But it's so, oh my God. And so. There's one of those that we covered in middle school or high school or something. That's right. That's right. We talked about this last week because of Bama. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, because you didn't know Helen Keller was from Alabama. I did not know that. About the this episode, which I wasn't super impressed with, was it was just very, like, linear and didn't, mm-hmm. like, veer off in any strange directions and I feel like it was kind of a placeholder before what's going to happen next which I don't know. I kind of feel like this was the episode the whole season was built around and so that's why it's so linear it doesn't excuse me it doesn't branch off in other directions because it was the focus of the whole season yeah absolutely but there's still four episodes left exactly so much leading up to this what's going to happen we covered it the ghosts are going to (laughs) happen And Lady Gaga's going to show up and have sex with someone. Mm-hmm. and Yep, probably Joan Crawford. Yeah, probably. I would think so. Or maybe Mamacita. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's They could I have an see. eyebrow off. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so besides the shows that are coming up, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, okay, my recommendation this week is for a show that just premiered. Uh, season 8 of Archer just aired last night as we record this 
and it's pretty amazing. Um, it's another one of their theme seasons that they've been doing every once in a while. So it's like this in the 30s is, or something? Yeah, this one is called Archer Dreamland because, <laughs> um, spoiler alert, at the end of last season, Archer was shot and now he's in a coma. Oh, and he's okay. dreaming that it's the 1940s and he's trying to solve the murder of his partner at his detective agency. And so everybody from the show is done up as 1940s counterparts of themselves and he's trying to solve this murder mystery. And it's just something that they did to keep it fresh, I think. Awesome. But always a good show. Always super funny. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the rest of season eight. And for me, because I don't have um, television that is in real time, I just got um, season seven on Netflix. Oh, yeah, when they're in the detective agency. Yes, so I just started that. Well, I just spoiled the ending for you, and I'm sorry. I think I'll be fine. Okay. Archer is in a coma. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm so excited. It's been really good so far. Yay! Um, <laughs> and, yeah, there were some good guests on at the beginning, too. Uh, yeah. All right, um, let's see. Should we discuss further? Did you have a recommendation this week? Well, I was wondering whether we should discuss further S-Town or whether we should... Oh. Because last week we um, just sort of breezed past it, kind of giving people a chance to finish. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I finished it. I think it only took me... I told you I was going to take my time, and then I think the second day that it was out, I was done. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. Um, I went to the bar last night and ran into Jeff, and he said, I'm on episode two. I'm about ten minutes away from the end. I'm like, oh. And then I got home from the bar, and he texted me, just finished episode two. What the fuck? Holy shit. Yeah. I know. This is the general reaction. Did I tell you that uh, Nick CR messaged me, and I had to call him? Well, yes. Yeah, it was last week before we spoke. Yeah. yeah. Because he was wondering whether S-Town accurately represented where I lived. <laughs> <laughs> and answer was... Not where and not where I live, no. But there are yeah. places like that, absolutely. Yeah, totally. I'm sorry, I accidentally hit mute. <laughs> oh, okay, Oops. I was wondering. Sorry, disappeared um, for a sec. Um, yeah, let's it's see. good. I guess. Yeah, you, we can talk about the twist then. Uh, now, well, we should it's been say. Week, right? Yeah, we should say. Spoiler alert! Serious well, the, spoiler alert! If you haven't why, listened, yeah, we're going to talk about it right now. <laughs> The reason why Sadie's friend was so uh, surprised is episode, you know, you start off with the this guy is going to be the main character of the podcast, and he's telling you all about his town and how much it sucks, and you get to episode two, and dude commits suicide, <sighs> and so the rest of it is dealing with that. It's so crazy. And it's, <clears throat> you know, you don't see it coming, definitely. Yeah. Although he did say somebody would die, but I didn't think it would be John. And my thing was, too, this was my thing. I was on the bridge walking to work that day when um, John said that he was going to leave 20 grams of gold to both Tyler and um, the other guy. What's the other yeah. guy's name? Uh, mm, I don't know. Anyway, Tyler and the other guy. But yeah. don't tell them that um, because he doesn't want them to know. And I'm like, well, wait, so you just put it out on a podcast and then he said someone was going to die and I actually yeah. figured that it was going to be John who would die but I didn't think right that fucking second <laughs> well um shit you're right because I thought the same thing when he was saying um there was some private conversation he had with John and I was like why are you publishing this and yeah. then we find out later it's because he died yep so it was okay but um yeah, it's just John is just such a fascinating guy that you know, you expect to have him around the whole time. Yep. And I just realized that this podcast is the exact opposite of a really good book and movie because those are called John Dies at the End. <laughs> and in this one, John Dies at the Beginning. Yep. True that. Um, I am listening to a book right now that I'm enjoying um, by the author oh, of Gone one? Girl, Gillian Flynn, and it's called mm -hmm. Dark Places. And Wait, I think I've read that one. Yeah, about the girl whose family was murdered when she was seven. Okay, you know what? I was reading that when I went to visit you because I read it on the plane. Oh, really? And <laughs> Yes, and I only read like a third of it, and I haven't picked it back up. Oh, I'm eight <laughs> hours into an 11-hour book. I think I have like three, four hours left. But what's funny about it is the main, oh, okay. the main reader... What did you cool. think of that uh, group of people that fetishize it? Yeah, it's weird. I kind of, <laughs> yeah, I kind of get it. You know, yeah. 
Well, in a way, it's what we do when we, you know, watch true crime stuff, but exactly. we don't actually find the people and, you know, exactly. talk to them in person. It is very weird. But, um, so it's cool. I like audiobooks that give you, um, different readers for different characters because the book is told from perspective of, of Libby and the mom and the, um, the son. Mm-hmm. And, and I think also. Oh, I feel so bad for dad. him. So, yeah. Um, but it's cool. So what's weird is the girl who plays Libby sounds a lot like Charlize Theron. And then mm-hmm. I looked it up today and Charlize Theron plays that character in the movie. <laughs> I didn't know it was weird. now a major motion picture. Well, of course it is. Anything Gillian Flynn writes is going to be. Yes. But I'm a, I'm liking it so far. Good. Yeah. It's cool. And um, then they also mentioned these uh, like satanic things about some preschool in California, mm-hmm. and I listened to another book recently by Dean Koontz called The Good Guy, and the woman in that movie was the daughter of the parents who ran that preschool. So that was weird. Wow. <laughs> the two completely different authors, two completely different things, but that whole 80s satanic panic thing yeah. was crazy, and I remember yeah. living through that. And always like, preschools, you know? This last election, there was that uh, stupid story about a preschool being an undercover. No, that was a pizza joint. Never mind. That was an like <laughs> undercover uh, Al Qaeda ISIS recruiting place or something. Hey, do you know who knows more about Al Qaeda than anyone else? Your mom. No, Trump. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. knows more than the generals do. That's I know, right? Wow, that guy. Good thing he's our he president. Bombed Syria today. <laughs> Um, let's see. What else? I don't think, yeah, nothing else. I'm watching Old Archer. I'm watching The Great British Bake Off because several I've people I've heard that it's a really fun show. It's really great. It really and is. And it's, like, positive. Like, it's not people backbiting or whatever. Yes, everyone is super nice They're to out. each other. They really, really are. And almost like, I also watch MasterChef Junior, where the kids, like, someone gets voted off, all the kids start crying. <laughs> It's so, it's so cute. And they're like, oh my god, I miss you so much. <laughs> they're so cute. But they're the queen of Survivor got voted off last night. Oh. Yeah. My favorite player ever, Sandra Diaz-Twine. She's played, this is her third time, the first two games she won. So she's the only person to ever win twice. And wow. she was completely, she, this season she had made it like six tribal councils in. And I thought she'd be out the very first one. But she made it 16 days total before they got rid of her because they finally wisened up. But she was she had them wrapped around <laughs> her finger. That's what she does. She makes them think that she's safe and they can get rid of her any time. And so she always puts the blame off on somebody else for one more day. And I thought she had done it again, but she got voted out last night. Wow. Damn. Yeah. I can't believe that show is still fucking on. That's what everybody says. Yeah. When you tell them you watch it, it's, it's what? Really? Yeah. But yeah, it's good. It still wins its time slot too. I used to watch that when I was like doing computer work from home in the like early aughts. That was a Man. long time ago. I love it. It's got strategy. It's got characterization. Strategery, uh, I think you mean. Yeah, exactly. And when they do seasons like this, you know, you get to see these people that have been around for 10, 15 years, have played this game three or four times now, and you get that's to see cool. their strategy evolve. And that's really cool. So it's like the Hunger Games, like the quarter <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bring back, like, old winners. So is this season, like, all people who have been on before? Yes, this is all returning players. That's cool. Um, yeah, some of them have only played once, but some of them are on their fourth time. Huh. Neato. Yep. Um... There is nothing to see this weekend, movie-wise. I'm pissed. Okay. There's, yeah, I don't know. I was going to go to a movie tomorrow. Hmm. The only choice is... Go see is... The Shack. The sh- uh, no. God. <laughs> that trailer gave me cancer. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we should like go to a Ronald McDonald house or something and wait <laughs> this out, because damn. Um, my only choice is maybe Kong Skull Island. Maybe. You still haven't seen that? No, should I? Yeah, my God, it's great, yes. Is it fun? I thought I told you that. Yeah, it's fun. I don't fun. think you did. Okay, it's, yay, because okay. it plays at one fifty tomorrow, and I'm off at one thirty. If I book from my work way out to Milwaukee, I can do it. Okay, number one. Okay. The last King Kong movie <laughs> was like 400 hours longer than it should have been. Yes. This one is much more uh, concise, and it knows what it is, and it's a fun action movie. And they said it in the 70s during Vietnam. Okay. Which is different from any other Kong movie. Okay. So that's cool. 
and these are like a group of soldiers that are you know they're assigned to go to Skull Island and uh, find some I don't know whatever it's a whole thing <laughs> okay. but it's a what lot about- of fun I really recommend it plus it is tying into Godzilla and they're doing that whole giant monster universe thing oh that's cool okay all right it plays at one fifty tomorrow I am up off at one thirty. I will All right. have weed with me at work so I can just book there and... Sadie. Done. What? It's legal here. I can do what I want. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I can do what I want, Shane. Damn it. <laughs> um, yeah, so... God, Stupid Oregon. I still think Chris isn't home. Chris had to go to some work lawyer party oh. tonight, but he's still not here, so... Oh. Yeah, good for him. He's probably eating a bunch of shrimp. <laughs> mm, I so, love shrimp. Next week, nothing is going to be out yet when we talk. So we'll just talk about this next week. But after Wait, that, nothing's going to be out yet. Well, I thought that uh, Fargo was coming up. Well, no, that's the nineteenth. So wait, if we talk on Thursday, yeah, that's the thirteenth that we'll be talking. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. And then okay. Yeah. And then your show, MST leftovers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking on Mystery Science Theater Eve. Exactly. And then we'll talk about leftovers the next week. Eee! Oh, man. We'll get done, and then I'll probably try to take a nap because it won't upload till 3 a.m. my time. <laughs> <laughs> good times and... Y'all on the, the left coast, you get it at midnight. That's true. Yay. Good times. Um, so, let's see. I wrote something down. Okay. Um, until next week, I am Sadie, and hypocrisy is the price that vice must pay for virtue. And that's Shane. Yeah, I'm not paying for shit. (laughs) And we will talk to you guys next week. Everybody's a dreamer. Everybody's a star. Everybody's in movies. Doesn't matter who you are. There are stars in every city. In every house and on every street. And if you walk down Hollywood Boulevard, their names are written in concrete. Don't step on Greta Garbo as you walk down the boulevard. She looks so weak and fragile, that's why she tried to be so hard. But they turned her into a princess, and they sat her. She turned her back on stardom Because she wanted to be alone You can see all the stars As you walk down Hollywood Boulevard Some that you recognize Some that you've hardly even heard of People who worked and suffered And struggled for fame And some who suffered in vain Rudolph Valentino Looks very much alive And he looks up ladies' dresses As they sadly pass him by Avoid stepping on Balagosi Cause he's liable to turn and bite Such a lonely life If you covered him with garbage George Sanders would still have style And if you stamped on Mickey Rooney He would still turn round and smile But please don't tread on dearest Marilyn Cause she's not very tough She should have been made all fine or she was only made of flesh and blood You can see all the stars as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard Some that you recognize, some that you hardly even heard of Of people who worked and suffered and struggled for fame And 
some who suffered in vain. Everybody's a dreamer, and everybody's a star, and everybody's in showbiz. It doesn't matter who you are. And those who are successful, be always on your guard. Success walks hand in hand with failure along Hollywood Boulevard. I wish my life was a non-stop Hollywood movie show. Fantasy world of celluloid. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.